the Chair 2 Leaders Podcast with your hosts, Danny Smith and Ben South. If you lead from the second chair or you work with those who do, this is a place for you. We're glad you're here for conversations about the church, ministry, life, and how we can serve better for God's kingdom. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Chair 2 Leaders. My name is Danny Smith. And I'm Ben South. Thanks for joining us for another week here. Danny, we are halfway through the first year of Chair 2 Leaders, and the calendar year is halfway gone as well. So it just it seems impossible that time has passed yeah, this fast. Yeah, it really does. And summer is winding down. I mean, we're here at the end of July now, and before you know it, big planning is going to be happening around the church. Things are going to just be in full swing for fall ministries and probably wherever our listeners are at your church it's going to be the same yeah it sure will and you know like everything else uh, you know we talked about summer reopening after a year of pandemic well you know fall is reopening too and so maybe the big kickoffs from last year for school and stuff like that didn't go uh, the way we wanted to but yeah it's that time of the year i know for me i've got three kids and we're already thinking about buying school supplies we're we're definitely in that mode because of extracurricular activities uh, in fact, you know, probably some things that have changed since we were kids. I mean, my kids have been doing off-season practices for different uh, sports or different groups and clubs that they're a part of. But, yeah, we're definitely here. And it's hard to believe we're over halfway through a year of this podcast. So if you've been listening, we sure appreciate it. But, uh, yeah, how do we turn the page? I know we got a couple of weeks of July left, and uh, maybe somebody still has a week of VBS sitting out there. I had a text from a friend earlier that – um, they still have a mission trip uh, for their church plan kind of that last week into that first couple of days of August. So not fully there yet, but I mean, I think for us and many pastoral staffs, they're definitely turning the page. So um, how do we think about doing that well? What does that look like for churches and uh, what can we do to uh, end well, ramp up well and just keep the uh, momentum or get some momentum going? Well, let's start with end well. You know, if we're going to end the summer well, what does that mean? Well, I think one of the things we have to do is we need to look back over this summer and see what went well. What did we do right? What did we do good? What was the success? Um, Because probably this year, ministry looked a lot different coming out of COVID than it has other summers. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there may have been more involvement in some things. I think we saw that in our church that more people were engaged in certain things but less engaged in other things so i think really coming out of this summer is a good time to evaluate and look back and say okay did we do anything different this year that really was good mm. that we need yeah, to keep good. going forward did we try to do something this year that maybe post covid doesn't work anymore and we need to say next summer we probably just don't need to do this uh, so there's some of those kind of things coming out of the summer that can help you prepare even for next summer in the fall. So evaluation, um, you know, the only one of the a leadership principle is just that you, you have to evaluate the things you do. Things mm-hmm. that don't get evaluated, don't get changed, and it's difficult to improve them because you yeah. don't know where you were, where you were. Did you achieve your goals, what you were wanting to actually achieve with those things? And did you... Um, or, or did it just miss the mark? Yeah. So you've got to evaluate the summer. Look back. What went well? Okay, Bible school this summer. How well did it was it attended? Did kids come back in our area? Did Were we able to reach into other communities? What went well with that? Mission trips, were we able to this year? Did, mm-hmm. we, did we miss doing certain things this summer because of COVID, because planning, we couldn't get it done? So go back. Now's a great time to start 
just putting down, okay, here's all the things we did this summer and begin an evaluation process of those. I used to work, uh, when I served as an intern during seminary at a church, uh, the minister that I worked for was so good at the evaluation process. After every major event, after uh, maybe any type of emphasis through discipleship groups or anything like that, he would always get sort of a, a cross-section of people. So it wasn't just necessarily him and another minister, but it would be him and maybe some of his discipleship leaders, some of the event planners. And yeah, they would sit down with just kind of an open notebook and go, all right, here's what we did. It lasted this many weeks or we did it this one time. He was so good at asking those questions about it because he was already thinking about, like you said, is this one of something we want to do again next summer? And so, I, you know, I've always tried to take that away of, hey, how can we ask those good questions? And, you know, you mentioned something earlier, too, that uh, it, it could have been this summer we brought back everything as business as usual, only to find that some people through COVID are like, hey, I don't know that I want to do it that way anymore. And uh, or people are picking and choosing going, hey, uh, used to, I just thought I had to do all of it. Now, I only want to do some of it. So it probably is good to sit down with a cross-section of people, maybe from your ministry, and just ask their feedback on it. Hey, what did we see? What did we hear? Uh, had breakfast this morning with a guy, and he said that out of their vacation Bible school, that they've had four families uh, visit their church um, maybe consistently since then. So if they had it a couple of weeks ago for the last two or three Sundays, um, they've had these families visiting. And so for him, he said, uh, you know, the the previous three or four summers of Vacation Bible School, they had not seen that. So what was different about it? You know, what was it? And that's kind of the questions he's asking. So what did we do differently that would cause people? Sometimes it's, you know, just God's timing. Sometimes it is that you ask those questions. So I think you're right. I think evaluating what you've done this summer and stuff, stuff you may not know yet, right? You know, discipleship's kind of hard to measure. Uh, maybe you just got somebody plugged in, but you're not quite seeing any fruit yet. But I think event-wise, maybe schedule-wise, definitely being able to ask those questions of what did we want to happen out of that? Did we see it? Did we get hijacked somewhere along the way and the vision for that got taken over by something else? And so, yeah, I think you're right. I think evaluating um, and then maybe this is part of it, and I've mentioned it already, but even follow-up. So um, if we did meet people in our community activities, what are we doing to to now try to bring them in uh, to the ministry? Yeah, because those people who you did have contact with this summer, whether it was with an outreach event or a vacation Bible school, or maybe their kids just went to camp with your church and they've never been to church, um, this is a prime time to to go after those people. Summer's starting to wind down here in just a couple weeks. You need to develop a plan now to integrate them into the church this fall because this is when people are going to get back into a more regular schedule, a normal routine, and you can get them plugged in somewhere in ministry. So go after those recruits. And I, I would say one other thing on the evaluation thing as well. You need to write down what you what you figure oh, yeah. out. Yeah. Because if you don't write it down, and you know, put yourself a notebook for next summer of 22. 
you're not going to remember when it comes time plan for next summer. And yeah. what's going to happen is you're just going to end up doing the same thing you've always done. You bet. And you're going you're to forget, oh, we should have done this. And like you said, that's a great way to evaluate. You talked about having breakfast with someone. that Just bring a few people in. Take them to coffee. Say, what did you like about Bible school this year? What could we do different about rehearsals for yeah. For choir or orchestra for this the, during the summer, what was good? What was bad? And write down their responses. You don't bet. don't try to defend what you did. That's right. Just get the information of their experience. When you're evaluating, you're not trying to make a defense of what you did, why you That's did. That's good. That's right. You might need to explain some things if they have questions, but it's not um, it's not a time to say, well, we should we did it this way, and this is why it's the right way. Yeah. Because if their experience was well, it was the wrong time. Or, hey, we didn't know enough about it. There wasn't enough information. Uh, it was too expensive. Um, it just didn't fit our schedule. Whatever that is, you know, you may have reasons why you did the things you, you did the way you did them. But their experience with them is going to be a, a real, um, a, a, just a, a thermometer on how yeah, it went. Yeah, that's right. Because that's their perception of it at this point. Yeah. Yep. So you need to take that that. That feedback you get, not make a defense against them saying, hey, well, this is the reason that was the best way. It may have been the best way, but you need to take into consideration their thoughts, their concerns, the reasons they did or didn't participate. Um, That's a great thing there. A lot of times when we evaluate, we only go to the people who participated. Yeah. Maybe even sometimes get some people who didn't participate and find out why didn't you participate. That's right. If we had it at a different time or, you know, is it, you're just not going to do it at all. What's Why didn't they participate? So yeah. that's another evaluation tool. Yeah, I think so, because sometimes we forget, uh, you know, because we are thinking about church all the time, um, for lack of a better way to put it, it is our job. You know, the calendar is our job. But we forget that for most of the people in our church, it's not their job, and they don't think about it till they come back onto the campus the next week. And so we may be thinking, I can't believe that family didn't participate, or why didn't they be a part? And then you find out, well... You know, that's our family reunion week or my kids had a basketball camp that week and you know so there's always reasons but yeah ask them what kept you from it and if you find out that there's a large swath of your people that are out that week or two weeks oh you know maybe I should have asked for that on the front end and uh, I think that's really good and that integrating people back in because now I mean you are transitioning we I mean, we don't want to do this just to fill up a calendar. I mean, the goal is to make disciples through all of these activities. And so, yeah, evaluating well and just making that follow-up, which is so hard. I mean, there's a reason people write articles about follow-up. There's a reason people write, you know, books about follow-up. There's a reason we're always constantly talking about follow-up. So, uh, being here at Central and then, of course, I know where I'm at at Ruddle Hill. So, you know, I'm going to quite a bit smaller church than what you're at but I mean I think on both ends we're constantly going all right how can we follow up better and again this may be the conversation you have with those same people about evaluating things so uh, what has follow-up been like for y'all I mean is it hit or miss or you know yeah I think hit or miss would be a good descriptor (laughs) of it I'm being nice for us here so (laughs) um it's hard. I mean, a lot of times, especially if you're only getting contact information and the way people function, um, we, we're in a more suburban type environment mm-hmm. here. And so the way people function is a little different than if somebody say in a heavily urban or even a, a rural area. So it, it's going to make a difference there. But people are just busy. So follow-up's hard. They're, they may not be at home many evenings a week. So going by and mm-hmm. find them there is not 
um, not just the best way a lot of times to do that. Um, so I think we, we just try to, hey, find information, get them information, let yeah. them know here's what's coming up, especially people who are what I would call peripherally attached to the church. Mm-hmm. If they are, you know, they brought a kid to Bible school or they signed up for an online something we did. Um, they're really not here engaged in the church ministry. So at that point, we're just going to try and connect them to that. Yeah. Okay. Well, if they're not coming to church, okay, here's our next event. Yeah. As, you know, one of the things we try to do whenever we have an event, we try to, at the end of it, especially if it's an outreach event, we promo the next one at that event. Yeah, that's good. Um, for instance, this fall, we are already we are already heavily launched into fall and winter you planning bet. right now. So we have our um, fall light, light the night is what we do around Halloween time. We do one on campus, and then we do on Halloween, we do on location at neighbors, at members' homes. Oh, that's good. Um, um, for the church help provide stuff for all those places and kind of create a community place. Well, at those, though, we are going to be promoting our Christmas outreach. We've, uh, we're doing, again, we didn't do it last year because of COVID, but we do a, a drive-through Christmas nativity uh, event thing for people to come by and see the Christmas story. They hear the gospel uh, through that. Well, so on the in their bag that they get for candy at at light the night or in Halloween is going to be a promo for the Christmas thing as well. So we're trying to tag them to that next thing and go ahead and get them engaged there, and hopefully then get them to church to where they can hear that consistent teaching and preaching and the the, just the life of the church that they need on a regular basis. Yeah, it's easy just to kind of get tunneled vision. Okay, I'm doing vacation Bible school. I'm not too worried about my back-to-school event yet or my Halloween event yet or whatever it may be. And I think you're right. I think being able to attach those things together is part of that bigger picture. And, again, this goes back to calendaring and all, and we've got an episode about that. But I think that you're right. Attaching it to that bigger picture helps them. uh, Because, you know, I don't know how many personal contacts it takes Listen, there's a reason in the insurance world and the business world of chambers of commerce that for all the technology, even in those realms, it is meeting people and talking to people. You just can't get around that personal contact with people to, and it takes for some people who maybe grew up in a church background and just for whatever reason are are not in church, it may be a short window. For somebody who's pretty skeptical of church, you know, it's a longer window. It might be three years worth of VBSs or Christmas programs or whatever it may be. And so um, I think seeing our schedule as a bigger bigger picture that says, hey, our follow-up, again, this is all kind of, you know, overlaps together. But sometimes that evaluation is like, hey, we reached to a family who, for whatever reason, brought their kid to VBS, but somebody knows that family and knows the struggles they have and knows the skepticism they have. And so your approach to follow-up could be pretty unique compared because uh, if I move to town, I'm going to be looking for a church, and it could be, you know, from the time I visit the first time to maybe joining, it could be a short window. For somebody else, it may be a long window. So just helping them see, like, hey, this is not one and done. We've got stuff for your family all throughout the year, and just being patient with your follow-up. Be intentional about it, but also be patient with it to know that it, it could take several contacts. So if they don't return your call, they'll be like, well, I tried. You know, sometimes people are, I mean, we know they're crazy busy. We're crazy busy. So be yeah. patient. So coming into the fall, here's what I would do if it was, you know, my sole decision on how to do it. Um, 
you had a, if you had kids come to Bible school this summer, I would take that list. That's your probably your most recent, unless you had some other outreach sure. events this summer. Take those list of kids that aren't connected to your church and go after them. And I would target a back-to-school Sunday or some type of an event when your life groups are relaunching or when Sunday school is starting the new curriculum for right. the fall. When Hey, make this a big Sunday. Yeah. Don't make it Labor Day. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. That's one thing to evaluate. Don't yes. make Labor Day your back-to-school Sunday. Don't make it the big day. Uh, either like the Sunday after Labor Day or like school probably starts mid-August. So sure. around that, make that a big push. Send them postcards. Have that teacher call those potential kids in that age group and say, hey, we're starting our, our Sunday school or our life group class back on this day. We're starting a new study. We'd love to have you and your family join mm-hmm. us that day. Those those special contacts. So this is a, a, a great time. Back you to bet. school, August, September is one of the top times to get people engaged because they're kind of in that mindset of getting re-engaged. Uh, so I would do that. And then I would take, I would use that same group of, of life, of vi- vacation Bible school kids that came to that. And when I did my fall outreach or my, you know, whatever you do mm-hmm. in the fall, they're going to get a promotion for yeah. that. If we're starting a kid's choir to sing at Christmas, they're going to get an information about that. If we're doing some kind of um, Christmas party or anything they're going to do that so i would hang on to those contacts like from from bible school especially those who are unchurched you know if it's someone you know hey they came with their grandmother they live three states away they were here that week no yeah but um or it's the pastor's kid from the church across town and they're they just need somewhere for their kid to go that's right that week because it is what it is is, that's right (laughs) So don't focus on those, but those that you know are in the area that could be great potential um, for your targets for your church um, to reach, go after those. And probably for the next six months to the next year at Bible school, I would send them information on everything we did that pertained to them. You bet. Not on a weekly basis, but those big special things and special start days. First of the year, first school for ongoing ministries. Um, and then special events throughout the year until next Bible school. And then that next Bible school, I get a new list of kids. And through that process, every one of those other events, if you're getting those contacts, they're added to that list. Hey, they're getting the next yeah, promotion. So that helps you on that evaluation. Are we next year? I'm going to, okay, did it work this year? Mm-hmm. Um, and so then the next year I can say, okay, this worked and we can keep the process going. Yeah. And I think, you know, that evaluation is just constantly learning because, you know, families are getting bombarded all the time with stuff. You know, there's stuff at school. Of course, there's the sports and the clubs they're a part of. Uh, and, and, you know, I think not only with that list of kids, but you may find out that one of those kids' parents works at the same place that somebody in your church works for. So now you can kind of begin that process of going, hey, I want to help equip Ben over here. Uh, and, and, you know, maybe something like your Who's Your One uh, campaign, I think, is designed for things like this. Uh, so now make sure you, you know, sponsor this podcast because we just shouted out Who's Your One. But, you know, maybe you find out Ben works at the same company that the mom or dad works for. So now you could just let them know, like, hey, they brought their child. What do you, what do you know about them? And if you, you might find out some more information. And now all of a sudden you've, you're equipping that person in your church to try to marketplace ministry with them. And, and then I think also, too, I, I'm constantly looking for ways to get better at that. So if I find out you're doing some follow-up in a way that I haven't thought before, 
I totally steal that idea. And uh, so don't be afraid to learn from other churches what they do with follow-up. And, uh, you know, again, that patient approach to it, like you said, six months, a year, you know, we're not hounding them. But again, people get bombarded all the time. Every business wants to give them something for free. Schools want to give stuff for free. So people just get tons of info. Um, I just think being patient and being multifaceted, trying to say, okay, if I can approach it from sending stuff, if I can find somebody that knows them, is in proximity to them, how can I equip them uh, to help them? And yeah, that follow-up becomes then uh, far better than just the one postcard, thanks for coming, and then you never hear from us again. Right. So I, a quick story on that. My wife and I, several years ago, went to a church. I was taking the Sunday off, and we were still in town, but we weren't going to go to our church because if you're at your church when you're on staff, you're going to work. Yeah, that's right. You're not all So we Sunday. went um, to a church in a neighboring town that day, and their follow-up was phenomenal. That For the next two years, as a guest who had been just come one Sunday, we got Christmas cards from the church at wow. special times of the year. We would get advertisements of certain things over the next two years. My son, who was, I think, like four years old at the time, when he moved into student ministry, got a handwritten card. So it was like six years later. Wow. They still had that information. Hey, he would be rising into this age group now. This is a time we can get him engaged. Um, like now, we didn't go there. <laughs> we yeah. didn't go back because you know we have a role in sure. our part of our church. But they connected still and kept that data where they were connecting at those points. When, yeah, um, they're going to be moving into this. So coming out of Bible school, you think, well, they didn't come back in a year after Bible school, right? Well, then they become prospects in a couple three years for the student ministry That's or exactly the youth right. ministry. So keep those names and prospects because yeah. if they're still around there still is a potential that you could reach them with the gospel because life changes right so somebody now may be engaged somewhere to church somewhere right now they may be like well i just i just needed somewhere for my kid to go i'm not interested in church at all but life is i mean it it is it's hectic it's crazy and a year two three four years from now you never know where those people are in life and all of a sudden they might be open you know what i forgot about that church they were kind hey, this is where I need to be. I mean, you know, over the years in the uh, chair one role, one of the things that um, that I've seen is, so let's say I do a funeral for somebody in the church. It's not unusual over the course of the next year or two for someone that you met at that funeral that maybe was a family friend or just a family member who's unengaged in church, they're going to have a spiritual crisis. And sometimes they're like, well, who was that guy that did the uh, funeral for Uncle Bob? You know, I, I'm going to talk to him. You know, I liked him or I liked what he did at the funeral type thing. And so, yeah, it is It is the long game on all of this to go, you know what, I might not get them now. And maybe they don't even come to my church, but when they get that letter about student ministry, maybe they've connected with some other believers somewhere and God's going to use that in their life. We're just trusting that our follow-up is not just all right, I got to spend the day writing these postcards out. Instead of going, Lord, sovereignly, we believe that you'll work through this and that your wisdom's greater than my wisdom on this. And, um, you know, again, Ecclesiastes kind of brings this point out, talking about, look, there is a season for everything in life and a time and a season for everything in life. And I knew I was going to mess that verse up. It's, it's a super easy verse, but I totally messed it up. But you get it. There's a uh, And God's put eternity into the hearts of people so that there's a longing there. You just never know how that follow-up or you never know when you sit down with that crew at breakfast and they go hey i know what your heart was behind it it just kind of fell flat and here's some reasons why we know that this is not 
like we have to make a defense instead. God, we believe that you're working through this for that. Ben, you know, one thing about winding away for summer is maybe you've been intending to get away. And as we record this, I know just in a week or so, your family is going to be breaking away um, for uh, for a few days with your younger kids. And so um, how important is that if somebody's not been able to get away for this summer before fall starts, if they're able, and I know not everyone's able, but if they're able, how important is that? It's extremely important. Um, yeah, summer's hard. I mean, one of the things in our family, because I was a children's pastor for several years, and we started homeschooling. And one of the benefits of that for us, my wife stayed home with them, which I'm blessed that we were able to, but allowed us to not have to do everything in the summer yeah, when everything was right. going on at the church, which that's that's difficult. But it is important, at least for a day or two, get away if you can. Um, go and and you know plan something. You need that rest, and yeah. you need to be... Um, refreshed through that time of just having some downtime even if it's just overnight or you know yeah go somewhere there are some places you can do it reasonably if, if cost is an, a factor for you so you do definitely need to take make sure you're taking that time because the truth is the people in your church are doing it probably the next month yeah the next few right. weeks until school starts they're going to be taking those last minute vacations that's those right. last trips to get away before school starts back and they're tied down yeah. uh, during the week so you do it too, minister. Yeah. Don't you? You need that as well. You need that time away. Um, so make sure you take um, the time you can. You bet. And so this is summer's winding down. I mean, but it's time to start planning fall and and seriously planning. You know, Halloween, fall events that you're yeah. going to be doing. Holidays Christmas. are staring right at us. That's here, exactly. Right. So. It will be Christmas before you know it. Well, Dave Ramsey says it comes at the same time every year. And so <laughs> one day I'll listen to old Dave. Yeah. And one last thing I'll say on that that uh, breaking away. I, I know you hear that, but I know like for my dad, he pastored small churches, and there were always critics. Well, I can't believe he's taking time off. Don't worry about the critics. Just take care of yourself, take care of your family, because this is a wonderful thing that God's called you to, and uh, especially in that chair two, uh, sometimes chair two, the summer is their time because of all the chair two events that they're doing. So yeah, even if it's turning your phone off for a day and hiking somewhere, just take a breath before you jump into another equally busy season and so anyway you know i I can't believe we're you know 26 27 episodes into this i hope that you'll share this i hope that you'll let folks know where you can find uh chair two leaders but we're so thankful for our sponsor and ben's going to tell us about our sponsor today yes cbc if you need a degree but don't have the time central baptist college has developed the pace degree program and that is a proven in-class online or hybrid course format that has multiple degrees that'll fit your busy schedule and help you accomplish your goals. They know you probably can't quit your full-time job, which is why they have developed this flexible format that has helped adults for 20 plus years. They've earned their degrees while they keep working full-time. So how to get started? Well, I'm glad you asked. What you can do is visit cbc.edu slash online, cbc.edu slash online. You can apply for admission. Someone will contact you and get you enrolled in classes soon and on your way toward achieving your goals in ministry and life, cbc.edu slash online. Well, we probably should have added one more thing to winding down summer well. The parents about to drop their kids off at college might need a little uh 
extra love and care over the next few weeks. <laughs> there you go. Uh, although they might be excited. Some might be hitting the empty nest, and uh, they're going to have a dance party or something. But <laughs> Probably so. Anyway. Well, thanks yeah. for listening. This has been fun to talk about. Ben, always enjoy getting to uh, to host alongside of you. And uh, anything else before we uh, head out? I think we're good this week. Well, thank you for joining us. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, and we'll catch you next time. You've been listening to Chair 2 Leaders. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest updates, and make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to Chair 2 Leaders wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening.